Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book review is part two of The Accidental Superpower. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So last week we covered how terrain affected the development of different nations throughout history and how technologies would change up the game a little bit and how America was perfect in every aspect, whether it was terrain, whether it was technology development, whether it was natural industrialization just due to the culture and government of America. And we also started to cover how globalization and the modern world was 100% reliant and developed by America. And now that America has lost interest in maintaining a global network because it just doesn't need it, things are going to start getting a little dicey for a lot of nations. And that would be a big problem all by itself. But there's more world-changing phenomenon all going on at the same time. And so we're going to continue to covering last week's subject, and we're going to cover a couple of different subjects. So let's talk about demographics. The world is getting old. Kids cost money. Industrialization happened, and kids went from being a benefit because you were out on the farm, and so kids were free labor, and all you had to do was house them and feed them, to being in cities where kids were not free labor, and it was very expensive to house and feed them. So the birth rate dropped. Industrialization in every single nation cuts the reproduction rate pretty drastically. So kids cost a lot of money. However, kids eventually grow up to being young workers. A young worker is a consumer. That's why most of the world has been most of the world has been shaped by the baby boomer phenomenon because it was just an explosion of kids and then no kids. So there was this mass influx of young workers, all consumers, and so the business world changed to a consumerist model, and that has been the case for the last uh, 40, 50 years. So young workers, they don't produce a lot of money, but they need to buy a lot of stuff, like diapers, their first car, all sorts of stuff, so they're consuming. Mature workers have a lot of money. This is why venture capitalism and venture funding and will you fund my crazy business idea happened all around the world because baby boomers didn't just happen in America. It happened globally. Um, And so there was so much excess money that it went into developing countries that previously wouldn't have been able to develop. Like, for instance, Brazil, second world countries where the to, to develop, they need high capital upfront, but you can't get capital upfront until you're developed. So there was just such an influx of capital because there was such a big, mature population of baby boomers that money became super, super cheap. And because money became super, super cheap and it had to chase everything, the cost of everything, like for instance, houses, has skyrocketed. Then there's one more category, and that is old people. Old people are done. 
Once you retire, you aren't generating any new money. And so all of your mature worker investing in everything to try and generate as much money as possible so that way you can retire stops. And guess what happened in 2020? We reached the full maturity of the baby boomer generation for a mass, and then COVID made it even worse, a mass exodus into retirement. So suddenly, all, all of the mature labor force is gone. All of the abundance of capital is gone. Old people are done. Boomers are done. So the boomers flooded the world with cheap capital. That's over. And they voted themselves so many benefits because they were the mass po population. And now that is going to have to be funded by everyone else. So either you can, we can do two things. We can cut the boomers off and let them be screwed in their old age, which is going to be really hard because they're still the uh, predominant population in most nations. So they're not going to let you vote away their benefits. Or Gen X is going to be bled dry because they have to take care of the boomers um, because it's their parents. And Gen X and millennials were screwed over financially because the boomers just ate up everything. And this isn't the boomers' fault, necessarily. It's just that there was so many of them. And I'm saying that to be politically correct. I have a lot of bones to pick with the previous generations for how badly they screwed us over. But he doesn't dwell too much on that in his book, so I won't either. So that's just kind of a basic understanding of how population demographics will affect change. When you have a big population of young people, consumerism starts taking place. When you have a big population of mature workers, free money is flowing around like crazy. When you have a large portion of the population retired, the rest of the people are getting bled dry. Now comes to the fun part. This has happened globally. The world population is collapsing. U.S. The U.S. is in one of the best situations due to being slower to urbanize because America is just so big and has such a cowboy mentality that it just didn't urbanize and have the population collapse as harsh as most of the rest of the world. And illegal and legal immigration is a massive propping up of the U.S. population. And due to this effect, the millennials are in America are way bigger than the millennials in most of the rest of the world. So America still has some young population left. The rest of the world does not. For the rest of the world, 2030 marks the end. After 2030, they will have a slow spiral of declining, po of declining population and permanent recession. That's a quote from the book. Because after 2030, they just won't have the population needed to maintain modern comforts. There just will be too many old people to young people. Next, let's talk about oil. So most of the world is screwed when it comes to oil, but America was perfect for becoming energy independent. Remember, this is written back during Obama, so Trump hadn't become in office yet, and Biden definitely hadn't come into office yet. So he's talking about the oil boom that we saw during Trump's presidency. And America is perfect for the shale industry and none of the rest of the world really is. So for shale industry to work, you need a abundance of capital, check. You need a abundance of small business culture, check. You need land rights. So most of the, the US, 
um, because most of my listeners are U.S. people. The U.S. has really weird land rights. Most of the rest of the world, the landowner doesn't have the rights to the mineral rights. Or more accurately, the government owns everything under the surface, and you just have access to the dirt. So for small business land, uh, shale needs a lot of a lot of hands on deck, um, and it has to be based around small business and capital rich. Most countries are not set up for that. Then you also have to have the infrastructure because shale is both natural gas and oil. And so most of the countries aren't set up for natural gas. America is one of the most abundant natural gas places in the world. In fact, America has so much natural gas that it is actually viewed as a waste product, whereas most of the rest of the world would have to pay a premium for natural gas or does pay a premium for natural gas. So infrastructure is important because you need both the infrastructure for transportation of oil and for the transportation of natural gas. This is why, he doesn't say this in the book because this was written before, but this is why America becoming energy independent and gas prices being so, so cheap during Trump's presidency had nothing to do with Trump. It was just, he just had to stay out of the way. This is also why the expenses that you are dealing with right now are 100% Biden's fault because it, the policies he, he implemented within the first couple of weeks of office are 100% the reason why you're dealing with gas prices that are so ridiculously high. I'm recording this way in advance, so right now they are like 550. I'm not sure how high they're going to be by the time you're listening to this, so this is going to, but this is 100% Biden's fault. Politics aside, you can disagree on everything else, but the gas prices are 100% Biden's fault. So he, in the book, talks about how great the energy independence for America is going to be for America. And it really screws over the rest of the world because America won't have any interest in the rest of the world because America just barely had an interest to begin with when they just needed a little oil. And now, in the future... America is going to be independent, and so it's going to screw over the rest of the world. Granted, things have changed a little bit since that book. Um, in fact, he's just released a new book, which I'm looking forward to reading. I um, actually will be reading it this weekend as I fly out for the 4th of July. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But anyway, population collapse. America losing interest in the rest of the world. Both of those spell for a very interesting next couple of decades for most of the world. Because three things are happening all simultaneously. One, America is no longer interested in the global order. So they're out, which means free trade is going to have issues. The whole world is dealing with population collapse, which is going to cause issues. And America is going to be, or was going to be, energy independent. All three of those things are hap were happening simultaneously, which means that the world was going to get all sorts of messed up. Then you throw in COVID and everyone's overreaction to that deal, and it just sped everything up. So back to population and his predictions. Cheap capital will keep climbing until somewhere between 2020 and 2024. He has now stated that COVID has sped this up because that's when the boomers are retiring. 
Simultaneously, the supply chain will break down and any country or business reliant on it will be screwed. As uh, I don't know if you haven't noticed, but the supply chain has been breaking down because America is no longer interested in it. America doesn't need Persian Gulf oil. Every war we fought there was to maintain oil for our allies, not us. So there is no global need. There is no global interest. America will go back to being a pre-World War II global power that if left alone, it doesn't care. Like, yeah, you guys can do whatever you want. We're out. We're not sending our boys to go die over in your silly wars over precious resources. Why can't you guys just all get along? We have everything we need. Why don't you guys have everything you need? And that is the best case for scenario for the rest of the world. Because there's always the flip side that American interests might be in maintaining a destabilized world. So that way there's no one to... So that way there's no one building up power to bug them. Bug us. So South Korea and Japan will be kind of the um, interesting signal for most of the rest of the world. If America abandons South Korea and Japan, then they're definitely abandoning everyone else because America actually has at least some use for both of those nations. So that's the main topic. Now we're going to shift into basically um, geopolitics. So Post-World War II, America said everyone has access to the global free trade network. You're all welcome. So geopolitics stopped. America is pulled out now. Geopolitics has to jump back up. So let's cover a couple of those claims that are going to happen. So first up, in 2022, Russia is going to have to invade Ukraine because they have to. their population is collapsing, so they have to be able to basically uh, seal up their borders by getting over to the mountains. And so they have, so that way they'll have enough manpower to protect the mountain passes because they definitely won't have the manpower to protect the open plains. So they have to invade Ukraine by 2022. I don't know if you noticed, but something happened in 2022. Turkey needs oil, which means it'll be invading the Middle East. And it'll possibly either be antagonistic or an ally with Russia. Because Russia can bribe the Turks with oil if they promise not to screw up U- Ukraine. Japan is going to need oil and food, and so their target is going to be messing with Russia. Iran and Russia both need to invade the same regions down south um, in the Middle Eastern region because for the same, Russia needs to invade it, and Iran needs to invade it for the exact same reasons. They need to plug the gaps of their defensive holes in their borders while they have manpower. Europe and particularly Germany, Europe got to take a break from constant war and having to deal with each other because America basically told them to all shut up and that they were all on the same side now. They didn't have to fight for resources and um, were no longer in competition with each other. They were all allies with each other. Germany in particular is insanely effective and uh, benefited the most from the global trade because Germany... Is just really effective, which is why German products are considered very nice. And they also have terrible borders and terrible resource needs. So with the collapse of global trade, Germany has two choices. They can either bow down and watch their civilization collapse, or they can start conquering everyone. And I'm going to let you guess which Germany, which path Germany will probably take. Uh, so the author is Canadian, so this isn't America saying can, 
Canada is screwed, but this is a Canadian saying America is screwed, and I'm just an American relaying that message. Canada, Canada will split. And he says, not when, or not if, but when. Al, not if, but when Alberta succeeds. Because Alberta has nothing to gain from staying in the Canadian alliance for lack of the Canadian nation. And they have everything to gain from joining with the U.S. And when Alberta leaves, that reshuffles everything for the rest of Canada. And it makes it so that way they have nothing to gain from staying. And they have everything to gain from joining the U.S. So Canada will get absorbed into the U.S. eventually, according to this author. He had a lot to say about Mexico, but I'm just going to say gang violence is coming to an end. To an end, which might sound good, but that's because Mexican cartels are taking over, and they are much more violent, and they are much more ruthless. This is another reason why securing the southern border might be an important thing, regardless of your political spectrum. But the Mexican cartels are taking over the gangs, because it's all business, and cartels are much more mature and have much more to gain from um, infiltrating the American markets. China is dead. China, it historically, was not unified. China has always been fighting itself for pretty much all of history. It imports everything, and every one of its sectors is subprime. So what happened in 2008 with the American real estate market is every single market in China. China is in one giant bubble. Also, China's one-child pol policy has destroyed its population ridiculously to the point that it will no longer be a... Basically, China's screwed. There's like... A, he doesn't state this that in his particular book, but there's like 80 men to one female in China due to the one-child pop um, policy. And everyone's old. There's just no one left to reproduce, to produce offsprings to maintain the Chinese population. China is the fastest-growing population in history. So China won't exist as a, uh, as a nation and as any sort of major player for the next good while. So what's going to happen from all of this chaos? Well, one, there's not going to be any global manufacturing. So 3D printers and local chains of manufacturing is all that's going to be there around. Number two, commodity supplies will crash, while simultaneously three, food demands will go up. So uh, consumerism is over. The, there's just not a consumerist really nation demographically left. So all the commodity goods that are then turned into products, those are all going to crash in price because nobody's buying them anymore and there's no manufacturing, major manufacturing that's needing to be done. And then food demands will skyrocket because supply chain shortages of fertilizer and oil and all sorts of stuff is going to send the price of food skyrocketing. Sound familiar? Um, and it is also going to, because the rest of the world is too busy fighting each other for their scarce resources, the only one that's really going to be producing an abundance of food is America. And then I have some sort of note about government bonds, but I don't remember what it is. So yeah, basically in this book, basically covers a whole bunch of regions like this was just cliff notes on the predictions part um basically the rest of the world is screwed america is probably going to be okay but the american business environment is going to change drastically 
it's uh, due to the no longer abundance of capital, the decreased workforce, and the big change in global manufacturing. America's re-industrializing um, ridiculously fast. Factories and all sorts of stuff are being built like crazy. So it'll be interesting. I really enjoyed this book, hence why it was two parts and why I had so many notes. And maybe next week I'll be covering his book that he just released this year, and it might be full of a few updates. So with that, I will see you all next week.